the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the Gospel today, Jesus heals a paralyzed man. <clears throat> the paralyzed man was healed only because his friends carried him to Jesus. Jesus was prompted to action by their corporate faith. Jesus saw their faith, and then he said to the man, your sins are forgiven, rise and walk. The parallel account of this story in St. Mark's Gospel gives us a few more helpful details. Mark tells us that there were four friends who carried him, which makes sense, one on each corner of the bed or stretcher, <clears throat> and that there was a large crowd around Jesus and that Jesus was in a house. So the friends of Jesus gained access to Jesus by making a hole in the roof and lowering their friend into the presence of Christ. It was a sort of special forces operation, only instead of extracting the wounded, they were lowering the wounded into the presence of the healer. And thus the faith that Jesus saw was not just the invisible faith in their minds and hearts, but his amazement at their tremendous effort these four friends went to, to bring their friend to Jesus. No doubt the paralyzed man himself had faith, and no doubt uh, he was in favor of his friends carrying him to Jesus. However, it is a plain fact of the story that the paralyzed man would not have been healed without the faith of his friends. They're actually carrying him to Jesus and also believing that Jesus could heal him. Jesus saw their faith and healed him. This illustrates the power of the corporate faith of the church to facilitate healing. When we pray for others, we, in a sense, carry others to Jesus. Our prayers have an impact. People experience healing and grace through our prayers and through our faith. And this highlights the priestly nature of our vocation as Christians. Revelation chapter 1 verse 5 and 6 says that Jesus loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us a kingdom of priests to God and his Father. This is, in fact, a quote from Exodus chapter 19. God had just led the people of Israel out of Egypt, and he said to them, quote, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I brought you on eagles' wings to myself. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. God saved the Israelites from Egypt, and Jesus saves us from sin and death in order that we might be a kingdom of priests in relationship to the world. To be priests or to be priestly as people means 
to represent God to the world and to represent the world to God. In the Eucharist, we experience a miracle, like the miracle in the Gospel today. Our sins are forgiven, and Jesus tells us to rise and walk, and we are able to live in a new way. As we leave the altar and go into the world, we are witnesses to the world of what we have experienced. Our words and our actions testify to the change that has taken place in us. But that is not the end of our ministry. As we return to our prayer, we bring the world back to God through our prayers, and we draw people to Christ through our witness. We tend to think of priestly ministry only in terms of people we ordain as priests and call father. However, the priest merely epitomizes the essential function of the entire church in relationship to the world. Just as in the liturgy, the priest represents God to the people and the people to God, so the whole church as a priestly people represents God to the world and the world to God through its prayer and witness. We are not saved just to enjoy our personal relationship with Jesus. We are saved so that we can participate in God's mission to the world. God is Trinity. He is full of love within himself, but God does not merely hold on to that communion of love. Instead, he shares it with the world through his gifts of creation and redemption. God so loved the world that he gave his son. And the evidence that we are participating in this divine love, we've experienced the reality of redemption, is precisely our concern for others outside of ourselves. As we live in the world, we see various needs. We see the results of sin. We see the disorder that is caused because people live in a state of separation from God. We see the, the, the disorder that is caused because people live in a state of separation from each other, from close relationships with other people. These are the people and needs we bring to Christ in our prayers. All Christians should have a prayer list. You should have a list of people and circumstances in your sphere of life and influence that you pray for. This is part of your participation in the priestly ministry of the church. This is how you intercede for the world. Our prayers are particularly powerful when we gather together as a community around the altar of God. The power of the church praying together exceeds the sum of its individual parts. As we come to the altar of God, we carry people to Jesus with us. Our prayers have a substantial impact on the world. It is the primary way we rule over the world with Christ. And your prayers matter. We have prayer cards that people can hand in, and this 
can make intercessions tangible. We used to have the celebrant read them, but there became to be too many names. It was almost as long as the liturgy itself. But another reason not to read the names is it gives the impression that unless the priest reads your prayers, they do not count. And that is false. Your prayers count because you are a priestly member of the body of Christ. And as you participate in the Eucharistic offering, you are offering your prayers along with the offering of the whole church. You have been given the Holy Spirit, and therefore you have been given the vocation to pray. Your presence here at the Eucharist matters. Your intercessions matter. And it matters that you are actually physically here and not just praying alone in your living room. The power of our prayers experienced through perseverance in prayer. The miracle and the gospel happened in a moment in time, but we are most likely to see the fruit of our prayer as we persevere in our prayers over long seasons of time. Jesus taught us that perseverance in prayer is essential because perseverance is essential to faith. If we stop praying, it shows that we have stopped believing, that we have stopped trusting, that we have stopped relying on God. Many prayers are not answered simply because they are abandoned. Jesus loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us a kingdom of priests to God and his Father. In the gospel, four devoted friends brought a paralyzed man to Jesus. Let us persevere in our vocation, bringing those in need to Christ through our prayers. Jesus sees our faith, and many rise and walk, many experience healing and grace and forgiveness because we are faithful to our priestly calling. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.